I don't know that I know anyone else who includes their executive assistant as like a seat at the table in the vision for where their company is going. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. Hi, Hopsters. Welcome to a very special episode. I always said that this podcast was not an interview podcast, but I love to always share with you my best practices that truly come from trial and error, that come from the failure collection that I teach as the process to success. And one of the best journeys of failure collection to massive success that I've had in my business has been on the back end, has been my relationship with my executive assistant, Janelle. And so I wanted to have her on the podcast today so that she and I can share with you from both of our perspectives, how you two can manage to have an amazing relationship with your employer or your employee. And if you do have an assistant, um, what, how we have worked to make sure that we are relying on each other in a very trusting and loving way. And we don't constantly feel like uncertain of if the other person is on the same page or if the deliverables are going to get there. Um, We have a very trusting relationship, but it took some time. So I wanted to bring her on. So uh, Janelle, why don't you introduce yourself? Why don't you tell everybody kind of how you came to find me and what you were doing and have been doing before you became my assistant? Okay. So I'm Janelle and I have had a lot of admin experience in the past. I My first real, real job was as an administrative assistant for a roofing manufacturing company. And then I worked as an executive assistant for Quest Diagnostics for a few years. And I didn't know I, that. I did, yeah. And then I started, I supported um, two directors, two pathologists. And um, after that- this makes so much sense to me, Janelle. I love that I'm learning on this call as well. <laughs> And after that was when I had my son, and then I started to work with my husband's company, um, their food distribution company, and I was working, or I am working, as their marketing director. But for many years before that, I had freelanced as a graphic designer, so that's what I got my degree in. So how do we know each other? Tell everyone, because we do know each other in personal life, kind of, but we didn't really have a full-on relationship until Right. Then. Well, well, you're best friends with Alexi, which is my husband's cousin's wife. <laughs> and I had been following you for some time because you were doing Beachbody and I was doing Beachbody and that's kind of where I was, you know, interested in watching your content. And then I saw that you were hiring for VA and I thought it was just a really great opportunity. I, I wanted some help in coaching and I thought that, you know, I could provide you help with whatever you needed. I had experience as as an admin and I thought maybe I could help you with any graphic work that you needed. And mm-hmm. it just worked. It worked really well. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, it makes so much sense to me that you do have a, a strong background in admin. It's funny because the person that I was looking to hire and like what I was looking for in the role, I cared less about that background. But I do think that now looking back, it probably really did help you grow into the position very quickly. Um, But 
but I was really looking for someone that we could kind of mold into communicating in the way that I like to communicate. And I just put out this, I was not in a position financially. I always love to be so transparent with you guys. I wasn't in a position financially that where I knew how much I could afford to pay an executive assistant. But I was like, here's the thing. I'm looking for a situation where I give you coaching and free coaching and you are interested in doing admin work for me in exchange. So it was like a straight up exchange. And I was like, this position, I do want to grow into a full-time position, um, like maybe to part-time to full-time. So we talked very openly about what you were interested in, um, but it seemed to be a really good fit. And it's funny because I did, and I'm in preparation for this episode, I thought back to the other people that I interviewed for the position. And there were some like very highly qualified people, like almost overqualified people that had worked as executive assistants in corporate and like corporations where I'm not going to name them, but that you would, you guys would all know these corporations. And I was like, I don't know that I want someone coming in that is going to want to kind of be in a more leadership role than I was ready for. I did want this to grow, but I wanted us to be growing together. And I wanted them to feel pretty immediately that they were getting everything out of it, that they wanted to get out of it. And what I had to offer at that point was coaching and obviously the expertise that comes with um, being on the inside of a kind of a, a very fast-paced growing company. And I knew that you wanted to grow as a graphic designer as well, which was also appealing to me. I was like, yeah, for sure. We can offload some, some of the graphics, which Janelle does, um, a lot of my graphics for Instagram and for my emails and for my testimonials. Recently, I've gotten a lot of comments on the, like, even from the, the hapsters themselves being like, oh, we look so good in this testimonial. I'm like, that's all Janelle. She like ombre you. <laughs> <laughs> So good. So separately, we'll we'll make sure that if you do want to hire Janelle, sh- tell them about your most recent offer just briefly, like what it is that you're helping people optimize. Oh, so I created a new service. We are optimizing IG bios. So if you use a third party like Linktree or any of those other ones, um, using the tools that you already have, like Canva, you can create a sales page as your quick links. And you can continue to track um, analytics using Bitly links so you don't lose that altogether. Um, But it really gives you the opportunity to be a lot more creative with what you're pitching and your offers and to really like be creative with your branding. So you guys stay tuned because we're going to do this. Janelle's going to do this for me. Um, and she, we've talked about the benefits of doing this. It's not just for to make it prettier and branded. It's actually to convert at a higher level um, and to make sure that your people don't get lost in... I know it's what started to happen to me when people click on the link in my bio. It's like, you're leaving Instagram. You're going to this other place. And I'm like, ooh, ah, I don't want them to that to be a deterrent. So definitely uh, we'll we'll throw Janelle's info in the in the show notes so that you can connect with her if that's something you're interested in doing. But so okay, so she came, she was seemingly a really good fit, but I also really loved that personally I can vouch for her as a human being. I just like 
I had known her just very kind of circumstantially at my best friend's wedding. We had met and we had done a little bit of beach body stuff together, but I was excited to bring her on. And when we started, I was like, I want to do this right. So I hired an onboarding coach, essentially. I hired an onboarding manager, I think she called herself. And I was onboarding her and my bookkeeper, Natalie, at the same time as kind of a pop-up CFO. Now, my business was doubling pretty rapidly and I had some really big goals. We were going through crazy failure and I just knew I couldn't handle any of the admin stuff anymore. I couldn't handle the numbers parts of it. I wanted to be very involved, but I didn't want to have, there were certain tasks that I really didn't want to have to do. So I was like, I want to onboard these people well. And what happened? We hired this onboarding girl. She was very nice and very sweet, but she had a very particular way of onboarding them. I think, what was the tool that she wanted us to use at first? Was it Trello or? No, Voxer. We were using Voxer and then she showed us LastPass. Mm-hmm. Oh, LastPass is good. That we did take from her. So LastPass is something that we use so that uh, Janelle has access to all of my passwords for logging into everything, which has been so helpful, especially when I'm not the best at I keep my phone on silent, you guys. So if she needs me, it's like sometimes not the easiest to get in touch with me right away because I have boundaries for when I look at my phone. And so it was very important that if there's an error, she has access to all of my login so that she can handle something. If there is kind of, I don't like to use the word emergency. I don't believe in coaching emergencies, but essentially as something that needed to be uh, tackled right away. Like for example, we've had zoom issues where there's like two factor authentication where it's going to my email. She needs my email. That's happened before. So last pass is something that we did take. And the second thing we did take from this onboarding woman, um, that was helpful was she gave us a meeting agenda worksheet, which I'm also, we have since altered it to make it more hapster friendly. We have a certain, we're very results focused rather than task focused. And, um, you know, we like to make sure that there's room for painting a vision and we're thinking about the future in stages. So what's coming next year? What are we currently working on and what's like on the horizon, maybe in the next 30 to 90 days? Um, and so we're going to link that freebie meeting agenda worksheet in the, in the show notes as well for you guys so that you can use them with your team. But how was, what was your experience with that when we were using that a lot in the beginning and now how have we have evolved it so that you're really the one using it more so than me? Well, I love a good worksheet. So, I mean, I love being able to you know, we jump on our meetings and we go over like the general agenda and then it's just really focusing on the action items and any short and long-term goals just so like thought, you know, thought brain download or just putting everything on there so that we don't miss anything. We give due dates to stuff and over time it has, it has evolved, but I, I mean, it, it works for us. Yeah, I think, you know, in the first 90 days, I wanted to make it all 100% my responsibility to bridge any gap. I was like, I made it very clear that 
this was a time to fail, that I wanted them to ask all the questions, to take make guesses, to be willing to, you know, get it wrong, but not to like hesitate in action, to just go all in. And I said, by the end of the 90 days, I expect us to be kind of like in a place where we're rocking and rolling and you're more self-sufficient. But until then, like I'm going to, you know, uh, assign all of the processes. I'm going to make sure that you get approval before you post anything. So that was something that we used to do all the time. Janelle would write out some emails or she'd write out some copy or she'd do a graphic and then she would send it for approval. And then I would approve it. Now it's like, we don't even ever ask for her approval because we've been doing this for a while where Janelle, not to say that your assistant should be a mind reader. But when you go through a process very thoroughly and you teach them how you think in terms of ways that you want to get to the result and you teach them what your priorities are over time by being so crystal clear, by never people-pleasing. Like I was willing every time to tell her, okay, not like this and this is why okay, maybe some more white space and this is why, or this is how the aesthetic that I want it to look, or this is what I want the person reading this to be thinking. And we trial and errored for a long time until I delegated the process. So that is something for sure I would recommend when you're bringing on and you're onboarding anyone, whether it's an assistant or any other team member in the beginning, you should be responsible for the process and you're giving it to them and just making sure that they can follow your process from start to finish. And there, there might be a little bit of obstacles, uh, in there. And then once you've got that down, then it's time to bring it to the next level where they're the ones coming up with the process and you really, truly just have to delegate the result. And then you say, okay, you're the one. So we do have a delegation process that I teach in happening sessions. It's a five-step delegation process. And I use it with Janelle. And I think it's become so second nature to us that I don't have to go through it in the same way where I'm like, okay, this is is exactly what it is. But if you're in happening sessions, you do learn that process. I'm not going to go into the process exactly here, but it is about making sure that you are very crystal clear with deadlines and the result that you want. And there's no room for people pleasing because I'm never worried that Janelle's going to get her feelings hurt about me wanting something changed because I know that at the same, like no matter what, our goal is the same goal. So how do I know that? No, and I I was saying that even you know, even though we've worked through this process so well, and we've, you know, really narrowed it down, even when I still have questions, like I don't feel hesitant to ask, I don't feel nervous to ask, like the communication is, is really important. Like I, if I have a question, or I'm not sure about something, or I feel like I still need like some sort of approval, like I'm like hesitant about something, I'm not scared to send it to you. Yeah, we don't, Really, Janelle and I don't understand how people will tell us that they're like, oh, and the person's just still not getting it right. And my thought is, well, either A, they had a question and they didn't ask you, or B, you were not crystal, crystal clear on what you wanted and 
you didn't have a process for her to give you a draft before it was finally due. So Janelle is really, really clear about like, this is the hard deadline of when something is due and when it needs to be pushed out. But I always give her a deadline to give it to me so that there's a buffer so that if something does need to be changed, that she has time to re um, rework it or that if she, if I didn't leave enough time that I'm able to be responsible for reworking it myself. And I always put like the final, the results of my business are on me. Janelle's job is to deliver the deliverables by a deadline that gives a buffer for me to still make sure that we cross the finish line, right? So- mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important. Are you creating a culture in your business, in your relationship, where your employee is very clear that they should, that it's a safe space to ask questions? And I'm always like, yeah, yeah, give it to me. Like, what was that clear? There are some some meetings that we have that we don't use the meeting agenda worksheet. And the whole purpose of the meeting is for Janelle to take everything that's in my brain and to sort it out into the format of that meeting agenda form and send it back to me. So here's what I will say. The best thing that we do as a team together is I, and this is part of the delegation process, at the end of everything that we're doing, I'm not the one that's taking notes and telling her who should do what. Yes, I'm telling her who should do what, but I'm telling her she is taking all of the notes during our meeting and then she relays it back to me sometimes, depending on how much time we have, she'll relay it back to me if in the call and other times she'll email it to me. And I always make need to make sure that I look over the email to make sure that she understood whose job was what. So it's always like Janelle's responsibilities, Jess's responsibilities. So even for me, one of my favorite things that you do for me is to like, just make a list of all of the things that I need to do and by when. And so even some, I give Janelle a task, but in order for her to do that task, I need to do something for her. So instead of me just being like, okay, yeah, do that. And she's just sitting there waiting, hoping that I'm going to give it to her. I make sure that it's her job to tell me by when do I need to deliver part one of what she needs to do her job. Right. Yes. And so, okay, let's talk about, uh, so when did we start working together? 2020, right? Right. Like during the pandemic, right when the pandemic happened. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Wait, I, I'm like, wait, was it 2021 only? Cause I, like, I think when Natalie came on, it was maybe it was 2021, like March. No, then maybe it was, I think it was January of 2021. Yeah. That's okay. when it was. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's been, it'll almost have been two years that we're working together. Yeah. Gosh, what day is it? It's almost 2023. Crazy. I know. <laughs> yeah. So it was like around January of 2021 when we started working together. And at that point, my business was under 100K. We were, I just had the vision. And all of a sudden, when the vision came, I was like, this is in order for this to happen really quickly. I need to, have a team. I need to have support. Like I need to be able to delegate. Otherwise I'm going to get caught up in trying to do while I'm trying to grow. 
And so it was so great. But I also knew that I needed this to be a trial period. So I think that that made it safe for all of us. I was like, okay, for the next 30 to 60 days, I think I gave it 60 days. There's going to be a trial period where the both of you and we all, I, I called you the badass staffery. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> um, we would just all kind of like powwow once a month, Janelle and I a little bit more often and everything was a trial and error and it made it so much more fun because it was like, all right, this is, we're going to reassess at the end of the 90 days or 60 days, whatever it was. Um, so since then, both of them still are on my staff and here's why I think. So number one is that I've always been super transparent about the vision, about the goals for the company and how important their role was in us creating that. I updated them constantly on where we were. I mean, in the beginning, it was, okay, I'm going to apply to this mastermind. All right, we're going to grow the company to six figures. And then we're going to grow the company to 200K. And we're going to transition from one-on-one to group coaching. And it was a we environment. And I think that that's so important. I don't know that I know anyone else who includes their executive assistant as like a seat at the table in the vision for where their company is going. And I don't understand why you were such an integral part of the plan. And do you feel that? Tell me if that feels like something that is, was, is, and was important to you in the beginning of working together. And now, you know, I didn't really think about it in the beginning when we first started, but as, as you know, time went on and we really both got into, or I really got into the role. Like I really did feel like I was a part of your growth and we celebrated your wins together, which was really nice. And it really did make me feel like, like I, I, like I did it. Like I helped you do it. Like, you know, we did it together. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I, in no way do I ever feel like I built this company by myself. Like what's so nice about bringing on an assistant before you are at the multiple six figure level. And I definitely, definitely recommend that people do this. And again, make sure that the math adds up in terms of your budget. When I first brought Janelle on, like I wasn't paying her. Like there was a monetary exchange in terms of like, right, there were thousands of dollars worth of coaching sessions that she was getting. (laughs) It had to make sense, of course. Um, But and then, like she said, when we celebrated together, like I was like, okay, woohoo, we're hitting 100K. They're getting like champagne to their houses and little like gift boxes and whatever. It was just like any chance to celebrate the work that we were all doing. It just it felt as an entrepreneur, it can feel so isolating, but it doesn't have to be. That's optional. You can no. make sure that your team understands how integral they are to the role. And celebrating together, I've sent notes and gifts and bonuses, of course, as we achieve milestones. I'm very aware about the parts of my business that are going to require more out of Janelle. And I let her know that like this is noted, that this is a lot. And one of those things was when I went on maternity leave for eight weeks. Now, at that point, Janelle and I had been working together for a year and a half plus. Mm -hmm. 
And we prepared for my maternity leave for like six months. Like every week we had different things that we were like, okay, what else do I do that I don't want to be doing? And basically I handed my entire company to Janelle for eight weeks, one week of which she was on vacation and we allowed for that as well. So it doesn't have to be like a hustly thing, but one of the um, most amazing things about that experience for me was how how much time and thought we spent thinking about the processes of delivering every single result that we wanted to deliver. Well, we were thinking in the future too. Like we were thinking about that's we were living like in the future, planning it in the future. Oh yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> I kept being like. Every time I would get off a call, I'd be like, yeah, I feel like the baby's coming tomorrow. He'd be like, you're three months pregnant. What's happening? I'd be like, I'm already planning for what's going to happen when she's here. And that happens a lot with us. But um, one of the things that I see people do is the opposite of this. Either A, they don't share the vision at all and they downplay the role of their assistant in that like they kind of think of it as an entry-level position, which is never how I thought of that as this part of the company, regardless of whether it's something that they're growing into a director of X as your company grows. Um, we've talked about that that possibility for certain things of you taking over operations as things um, grow. But essentially, I don't. I think of executive assistant as almost like a C-suite position anyway. So because of that, I don't think that there is this need for growth. However, we did do a title change. You remember? So like what, what that was like. And, and when I was like, listen, we got to change your sign off on your email. Cause you're sending these really important emails. And then you're like, Jess's VA smiley face. And I'm like, you're so much more than a VA. No. So did that feel like a, a shift for you? And I know it was very important to me. Um, I don't know if it felt any different. I, I still felt like I, you know, I was, I wasn't going to change the way I was doing any of my work. It was just right. like a title change. To me, a virtual assistant is someone who is strictly doing tasks and they are not like necessarily an integral part of the company. And I felt like executive assistant was you do way more than just like the little tasks. Like you had essentially at that one point when I was away, you were running all the operations of the business other than coaching itself. You were not coaching. <laughs> um, <No. laughs> I was like, I like to be on the receiving end of coaching. Yes. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> But no, I I think that the on the flip side, I see a lot of people who tell me that, oh, my assistant or my employee is so good that I'm scared that they're going to leave me. So therefore, I can't tell them when they're doing something wrong or ask them to do more or they feel kind of like at the mercy of their employee. And I love Janelle to death, but I am very crystal clear with her all the time that we are building this role so that she never feels 
A, trapped in it. And then I also don't feel like I'm dependent on her. I'm instead, I'm dependent on the processes and the systems rather than the person. So like I want my employees and especially Janelle to always be pursuing her biggest life. And right now that includes being the executive assistant for what's happening in coaching. However, if at any point it doesn't, I want to create a safe space where she feels like she can always tell me that. So we have milestone meetings where I just ask Janelle, okay, how are things feeling? What's going on in your life outside of this? Because Janelle wears many hats. You heard her mention she works within her husband's uh, company, uh, the food distribution company. She also has a graphic design business. She's helping business owners optimize their, um, you know, their Instagrams and their funnels. And she wears many hats. She also is the our assistant and graphic designer for Moguls of Infinite Opportunity. She does so much that I'm always making sure. And she's a mom of two and she has like, she really prioritizes her family. She loves to live a big life, go on vacations, do all the things. And I want that for her. So think about how when some people are like, oh, I really like, I run a creative business. So I, this, this person that I hired, you really can't find them like that. I think. I do feel like Janelle Janelle is like such a special person. However, I do think that our processes that we've created because we're so clear about what works and when Janelle does something that I love, I'm like, okay, we got to write this down as a process so that if you do ever leave or you have the desire to leave, that you can train someone else up and it's not going to be take you a year to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we really got to do that with uh, the maternity leave. But if that's you, if check in with yourself right now. If you're listening and you're like, either A, I have assistance that I don't integrate into my vision or share my vision at all of the company and where we're going, and I don't include them in a way that I could, and I don't celebrate with them, um, could I do more of that? Or on the contrary, are you people pleasing your employees for fear that you cannot duplicate the results that you're getting? Both of those things are problematic. And so I would offer to you to um, open yourself up to the, the left or the right, whichever direction you need to go. And if it is that you're people pleasing, um, we can talk about some of the things that we've done to to put processes in place. One of those things obviously is the meeting agenda worksheet. One of them is the five-step delegation process, which again, if you want to know more about, set up a consult with me or get inside happening sessions, um, for sure that is that has helped my clients who have 15, 30 um, staff members really, really make sure that nothing falls through the cracks. And it helps even just with when you have a staff of one or a freelancer working for you. It saves you so much time. But then um, 
like I said, you need to uh, make sure that you're thinking and preparing as far in advance as possible. So let's talk a little bit about the maternity leave. So we started preparing for that like about six months in advance, right? And I knew I was going to leave. And what was your first thought when I was like, okay, Janelle, I think you could just run the whole biz while I'm gone. What was your first thought? I mean, I think I was a little nervous, but you know, as we had that meeting and we talked more about putting a process in place, like I realized that I really didn't have anything to worry about. Like I, I trusted that, you know, as long as we planned well ahead enough, you know, that everything was going to be fine. And I, I really did feel okay. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like dying inside or anything. Like I was, I was a little nervous, but I was, I was excited to have like, you know, that freedom and to really just be able to like go along with, with our process. And, and yeah, yeah, it was good. It worked. (laughs) And I I just kept saying, and this is something that you can offer to your clients as well. If you have a service-based business, it's like, you can offer them a thought that it's going to be great and it's going to work out and that you trust them but you have to actually believe it first before you can sell them on it. So if you're the employer here, you have to believe that you are able to delegate an entire week off with well with you truly unplugged if you just want to do this for a vacation and not a maternity leave. What are all of the things that you need to think about? What are all of the things that you want to turn into processes? And it may feel overwhelming at first. And to me, it did too, right? Like you knew when we were sitting down, I was like, okay, here's to the drawing board. But what do we do? We sat down and we were like, when do I want to make sure that I'm off by? And when you're having a baby, you don't really know when the baby's going to come. So we had to set up guest coaches. We had to have them apply. We had to create an application. We had to tell all of, put it all in our marketing that there were going to be guest coaches. We had to sell ourselves on how this was going to be the best thing ever. And I had to make sure that Janelle understood the messaging so I would have her test it out. This is another thing that I highly recommend doing to cultivate a stronger, more trusting relationship with your employee is to test their thinking in a safe space. So I would have her write out the application the way that she thought that I would want it to go. Now, at this point, she'd been working with me for, like I said, like at that point, maybe a little over a year. And then same thing with the emails that were going out to them. Same thing with the, um, if I have her, one time I had her request Um, from all of my clients, a testimonial. And she sent out an email and we got back like one (laughs) testimonial. It was very sad. (laughs) (laughs) I think we had incentivized even too. We were like, okay, like we'll do, we'll send out to one of you guys, like as a raffle, a, uh, like a gift from one of our clients for just as a thank you for doing the testimonial. That was not incentive. My clients are you know, they have lots of prior other priorities. So I was like, okay, Janelle, how do our clients, how do I want the hapsters to feel when they see a testimonial of theirs out there? And how can we write this email in a different way that'll help them to feel featured, 
highlighted, special, selected, instead of like, it's just another thing on their plate, like they're doing me a favor, which was kind of how the first one read. And so we went through a couple of times where I was just testing the way that Janelle would think about it and how she would write the email. And we went through a couple of different iterations of it before it came out. But on the other side of it, Janelle has had been developed into more of a strategist rather than a tactician. So she was actually um, coming up with the process, process, thinking about the end result, thinking about everything. And if your VA is not doing that, not not all of the people in your um, company need to be strategists, but your executive assistant, you do want to develop them into a strategist so that they take off of your plate so much thinking. But in order to do that, you need to be making sure that you're asking them high quality questions. So that was like such a fun process. But in the in the process of maternity leave, I will say one of the most fun things for me was it's like two weeks out and I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to go. Then it's a week out. Then it's a week. And it's the day of my due date. And then a co- another coach that's already in place, ready to coach for me. And I was like, do I just, do I let my business run without me when I don't even really need to be off? I was so conflicted. We had done all of this work. And I was like, this is perfect. We'll give ourselves one week of Janelle running the whole company and me just kind of sitting on my ass at home, <laughs> super pregnant. And I was just like, okay, and we'll see. And I had this pit in my stomach of, oh my gosh, my business doesn't even need me anymore. It was like the most proud and the most like, like useless I've ever <laughs> felt in my entire life. I'm just like sitting there watching Janelle run the business like a boss, feel so calm. And what we, she just kept saying to me was, we've, we've prepared for this. We've prepared for this. We're prepared. Yeah. And I kept repeating to her, I trust you. Everything's going to go great. So there's the part where you prepare and then there's the part where you're a human being with emotions and a crazy brain that's telling you, you cannot prepare enough and no one will ever be me. And what if something goes wrong and your brain's going to go there and then you get to coach yourself back into a trusting relationship with your employee. So watch if you're undermining the relationship that you actually want with your employee by allowing yourself no room to really trust that they are going to be able to execute on the work that you worked so hard to do together. Yeah. Yes. So that was really, really one of the most challenging moments in my relationship with you and the the most proud. So at the end of the maternity leave, which went so well, I sent Janelle a bonus. I sent her like halfway through just as like, okay, I'm going to send you a bonus a little early because it's just going so well. And I'm just with my daughter, just appreciating the moment and the time. But I want you guys to know that while Janelle is my favorite person in the world and I cannot do without her, I also, you can create your Janelle your own Janelle's within your business. So I I put up a post on my Instagram yesterday and was like, Hey guys, like, does anyone have any questions for me and Janelle? We're going to record this. And the only question I got was how do you find a Janelle? (laughs) So I just want you to know that, that Janelle is 
a beautiful person that knows how to execute on a process that we have worked at for a while and and opened up and really solidified with amazing communication techniques. And and like a little dash of love, right? A whole lot of love. A whole lot of love. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, is there anything else that you want to leave the hapsters and the listeners with if they are sitting in your position? If they are an employer and they want to have an amazing relationship or an employee and they want to have an amazing relationship with their employer, what is some advice that you would have for them? I think, honestly, the key is communication, being really transparent about the tasks, your action items. And um, I I love due dates. I thrive with due dates. When mm-hmm. you give me a due date, like it really helps me keep on top of my stuff. And it, it gives me that clarity that this is due then, not like, you know, two weeks from now. And then, you know, it, um. I think our weekly meetings, even though they've been really short, like only 15 to 20 minutes have been really great moments for us to just check in. Yes. Meetings do not have to be an hour. No, no. Really quick. We're both on the same page. And Mm -hmm. even if we can't meet, then, you know, we'll send each other a quick email or even a quick text just Mm -hmm. so that we all know what needs to get done that week. What's priority. So true with deadlines and priorities. A lot of people ask me too, like, oh, well, I just, you gave me all this stuff to do and I didn't know what was the priority. And it's like, you should, your employee should never have to guess what the priority is ever because when they have deadlines for every single task to get to the result Mm -hmm. and they know the result deadline, they'll know the priority because the priority is get it done by the deadline, (laughs) right? Period. Yeah, so definitely just being clear about all that. Uh, any advice I have for executive assistants to just be really organized and ask questions, even if, you know, you feel silly about it, ask it anyway. Um, be really clear about your due dates. And if you can't get to something, let your employer know right away. Yes. Don't wait. Huge. Um, Janelle will tell me in advance and I will tell her in advance if there's something coming up or we're going to need a little more if she's going to be on vacation or I'm going to need a little more time or if she needs to move our meeting or I need to move our meeting. We try and give each other as much notice as possible. And if there is something that's last minute, we're always looking for like, okay, but how can we still get the result by the deadline? Because that's the thing. We'll create a plan sometimes and then life happens. You know, we both have kids. We both sometimes get get sick. Something happens with our other priorities or our other businesses. And we're always like, there's no problem because we can still flex the plan to create the same result by the deadline. Yes. Just being proactive and being really clear and just, just being you love it. All right. Thank you guys. (laughs) I'm so glad that you finally get to see, hear a little bit of, uh, the woman that's probably half the time responding to your <laughs> responding to your emails or your messages. No, half the time it's Janelle. Um, but uh, thank you, Janelle, for sharing your wisdom and for being so all in with the vision and the goals of this company. I can't wait to do like a reunion episode of this, like <gasps> yes. two years from now when we're like running a whole staff of people. It's yes. Be- Good, you guys think about your future, you and your future Chanel, your future staff, your future assistant. Where do you want them? Where are they growing towards? And are you guys on the same page about 
with that. Touch base with them, share the vision, hear and listen to them, and uh, just watch it take off. All right, you guys, have a beautiful day. Thanks, Janelle. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, Hapsters, I have something that you are going to want to be a part of, and that is on December 30th, my most popular webinar that I do every year, which is Letter from Your Future Self. This is something that I've been doing since 2015, and every year I have an increased following of people that are telling me how excited they are for December 31st so that they can open their letter from their future selves. That is how I help you set up 2023. It's a very unique way and emotional way of connecting with your future self that is going to tell you how proud they are of all of your accomplishments, but not just that, of the person that you had to become and what you had to overcome in that whole year. Every single year, I blow my mind with what's possible. And this is a taste of how you can too start to connect to that future self that you're in the process of becoming. This is not just for business owners. So if you're just a fangirl of this podcast and you don't even own a business, you can still come to this webinar. It is on December 30th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can register for the webinar for free in the link in the show notes, or you can go to my link in my bio on Instagram. Or if you're on my email list, which if you aren't go and get on the email list, uh, you can get, you'll get all of that information to register in your email as well. Like I said, do not miss this. It is 1 PM, December 30th. It will set you up emotionally and, uh, logistically for the best year yet. Let's go. See you there. Hey, hamsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to what's happening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening. W H A T S H A P P Y N I N G.com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening. W Jess. Again, that's happy H A P P Y N I N G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.